and uh, I'll, I'll let you in. What if each one of us lived up to our potential and managed our resources so well that we could provide for ourselves, our families, and our communities in a meaningful and substantial way? Join Step Right with Lynn, the show dedicated to empowering socially conscious individuals to manage their financial resources for the benefit of themselves, their families, and the greater community. Here's Lynn Wedham, Certified Financial Planner and Managing Partner at Step Right Capital Planning. lived up to our potential and managed our resources so well that we could provide for ourselves, our families, and our communities in a meaningful and substantial way. Join Step Right with Lynn, the show dedicated to empowering socially conscious individuals to manage their financial resources for the benefit of themselves, their families, and the greater community. Here's Lynn Wedham, Certified Financial Planner and Managing Partner at Step Right Capital Planning.
my best teachers, who are my clients, taught me that there's far more to life than just addressing the body. Now, I went into psychiatry. is <clears throat> when psychiatry was all about psychotherapy. Over the years, gradually, it became all about medication, which is not what I signed on for. <clears throat> and so... I was motivated to look for every which way I could find to help people to do better. And this was an additional challenge of shorter and shorter time frames in which to help them. When I started out as a psychiatrist, I had one or two hours every week uh, paid by insurance to help people. Mm-hmm. Over the years, that got eroded to 15 or 20 minutes once a month. Oh, wow. And that was quite a challenge uh, to do the medication piece plus helping people. And so I looked for quick and potent ways to teach them to do something themselves because if they could help themselves, then um, what I taught them would, would, you know, have wings and they could go forward on their own, not needing me to be there, you know, to, to help them once I've taught them. Right, because this, this um, reduction in the time for psychotherapy would be very challenging because it, it's a very time-consuming process, isn't it? Well, again, my clients taught me that it doesn't have to be. Okay, because I found really, really quick and deep ways that people can help themselves. But but as far as the traditional psychotherapy, it is a very time-consuming process. Yes, and, and it's slow, and um, it really requires a lot of help and intervention from the therapist. But at the same time, uh, excuse me, what I learned to do, uh, and as you are describing it, um, was for me to be the one to do the fixing. And that's a poor model. It's disempowering to people to hand over the the work to the therapist. Right, right. So what, right. I, what, I, what I found that looked really promising was EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. And this is where you move your eyes back and forth, right and left, as you focus on a problem. And this, for some reason, acts on the brain to release whatever it is you're stuck with. The problem is it's really, really potent, and people can have very heavy emotional releases. So it's strongly recommended to do it only in the therapist's office. Okay. And in the limited time that I had... It really didn't work well for me, and, you know, not for my clients. Um, So then I discovered emotional freedom techniques, EFT, Mm -hmm. and this, I thought, was just the absolute right answer because people can do it themselves. It's safe to do on their own, and it's very deep, deep and quick in releasing problems. And it worked for some of my clients, but many of them came back to me and said, 
it, it's not working. And I was puzzled and uh, asked a lot of them and found out that many of them had severe uh, anxiety problems. And if they got in a panic or if they got really flustered or if they had trauma and the trauma got triggered, then they couldn't remember how to do the EFT technique because it's a long series of acupressure points that you have to tap on your body. And the other problem that I had was with my uh, children clients because they would get embarrassed uh, to do it in public uh, where, where they often needed it in school or they might even get bullied for doing something that looks odd to other people. Okay. <clears throat> and then I uh, realized that it's possible to put the two of them together. And so I had some of the parts of EMDR, which is a right and left stimulation of the brain hemispheres, and the affirmations that I used in emotional freedom techniques. And when I put the two together, what we found was that it's safe for people to do this on their own. And it works deeply and quickly and amazingly effectively. And my best teachers came back and they told me, you know, it's not just working for our anxieties, but it's working for physical pain as well and for emotional pain. So I had a whole new vista of ways that I could be helping people. And over the years, um, pain has become one of the main ways that uh, people uh, find my help. Uh, I've had people with pain for years who are able to let go of it in one or two sessions. Wow. Uh, plus working on their own. Wow. I actually have a YouTube um, on the web. Uh, if people um, Google my name and YouTube, uh, they'll find the story of Casey, a man who had a frozen shoulder for four years. And his doctors advised surgery. When he went for the surgical consult, <clears throat> he had the wisdom to ask his surgeon, what are the risks that this might get worse from the surgery? And the doctor said, well, it's relatively a small percent. It's only 30%. Wow. And he said, mm, 30% doesn't sound very low to me. And he put it off. And in one session, he was free of most of his pain. Wow. That's that's quite amazing. Um, it really is. Even more amazing to me were the people with migraines. They came to me and they said, well, you know, I don't happen to have a migraine today, so how can you help me? And we discovered that it's possible for them to work on the memory of the pain. And working on the memory of the pain clears it just as effectively as if the brain had been present when we were uh, using TWR. Now, now, would you say that's because 
emotion connected to that pain? Is that why the memory would be that, um, why you could work on the memory? Bing, bingo. <laughs> Lynn, you're right on. Uh, I'm thinking dis- here. <laughs> I, I then discovered that uh, if instead of uh, doing what I was taught in medical school, which is to use painkillers on the pain, to uh, work to eradicate the pain. If we listen to the pain, the pain will speak and say what's behind the pain, what's the root of the problem that's causing the pain. So I learned to ask three questions of people. And with three simple questions, oftentimes the pain would go down instantly. So essentially we were looking for what did the pain want them to know about their life. And when they sorted that out, the pain didn't need to yell at them anymore. Wow. So that's that's one question. Is there a second question? <laughs> um, would you be up to um, demonstrate how this works? <laughs> sure. We'll, we'll, you know what we'll do? We'll go to a break, and we'll do that right after this commercial break. Okay. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on A to Zen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S., 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. today called Your Most Important Investment, and we know now that that is an investment in our health. Um, Very often when I'm speaking to clients, um, you know, when we're talking about um, protecting income um, from death and disability, we talk about um, that a person's ability to earn an income is their most important asset. It's the biggest asset. If you think about uh, your potential over your lifetime of the money that you will earn, um, this is how our health and our ability to earn an income, just from a purely financial perspective, is one of our most important investments. And, you know, certainly, um, you know, our health in many ways is our most important investment. If we can go through life... Um, without pain and without um, 
and, and certainly in a good frame of mind and enjoying our life and enjoying the things that we do, uh, that's very important as well. Um, so we were just talking about um, some kind of a demonstration that uh, that Dr. Benor has uh, teased us with. So, um, Dr. Benor, what did you have in mind? Um, do you have any pain now, or can you remember a time when you had a serious pain? I can. I dislocated my shoulder about six weeks ago, so uh, so I can remember that. I can remember that day quite well at this point. <laughs> that often is a very painful experience. As it is a, uh, you know, they ask you in the hospital, you know, what is it like to pain that you've experienced on a one to ten? And I said, this is it. This is the worst. <laughs> okay. So when you remember that pain right now. What number is it in your memory? How strong on a scale of 0 to 10? Uh, it was a 10. Okay, and when you connect with it at this moment, can you feel it inside as a 10? Okay, yeah. Okay. So ask that pain, what might you want me to know about my life? Slow down and take some time. Okay. How strong is the pain in your memory now? Um... I think I could still bring it back. <laughs> I think I could still probably bring it back, but it, it is interesting to uh it is interesting that that answer came so quickly. So if you bring it back, what 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 number does it feel like? How strong? A six. So it's gone from a ten to a six when you're starting to listen to what it wants you to know. Isn't that interesting? I... So you know, we, we, we won't go through a whole demonstration because we really, really don't have the time, but that gives people a sense of how this can work. And then once the pain is as low as it can get from dialoguing with it, we can then use the tapping on the right and left side of the body to reduce it further. Okay. Uh, can you explain and, more and about how that... Um uh, yes, I, I, I'd happily demonstrate again. Um, people who are <clears throat> into financial investments oftentimes get worried about their investments. Uh, there may be a downturn in the market or there may be a problem in the companies they've invested in, and it's very easy for people to fall into a place of worry. Right. So this method is really good for changing worries which tend to get us off center so that we may make poor decisions because we're rattled and to transform it into an appropriate concern where we're able to look at it but we don't feel rattled by it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So do you have any worries that you'd like to lessen and transform into concerns. 
know, can mm. you any or can you remember one in the past? Um. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big. I'm not a big worrier. Um, but. Um, or or an anxiety or a stress that occurred. Okay. I'll. Um, yeah. Okay. I'll. Um, I've. I've. I've chosen my daughter's health as a as a uh, as a worry. Okay. Uh, and without going into details, if if you prefer. Um, how strong uh, are your feelings about your daughter's health from zero to ten? Um, an eight. Okay. So <clears throat> what I'd like you to do is to um, start tapping. Are you sitting down? Yes. Start tapping with your feet on the floor, right, left, right, left. And as you tap on the floor, just uh, repeat after me. Even though I feel. Even though I feel. And name the feelings. What, what, what are the feelings that you're experiencing? I would describe it right now as concern, but. Um... You're feeling concerned, okay, but it's a level eight concern. That's pretty. Pretty high. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any tension in your body? Yes, in my shoulder. Okay. Um, any other emotions that you can uh, connect with? Um, empathy, I guess. Okay. Um, And I'm still tapping. Is that what I'm supposed to be doing? Good. And then you continue, and you don't have to say this out loud. You can just say it to yourself. Uh, when I think about or when I remember and connect with the specific issues of your daughter that uh, have you concerned. Okay. And then you say, but I still love and accept myself. But I still love and accept myself. Wholly and completely. Wholly and completely. You take a nice deep breath. And you release the breath. And as you release the breath, you stop tapping. Okay. And what number are your feelings up to uh, when you think about your daughter? Five. So it's gone from an eight to a five in a very, you know, brief time. Mm. Well done. And and really, I'm not just saying that because many people would have it go from an eight to a 7.5, you know, maybe to a 6.8. If you had an engineer, he might go to a 6.71. <laughs> yes. We, we, all, uh, we all have our differences, don't we? Yes, yes, for sure. And you can continue until you bring uh, the excess uh, fluster 
to a zero, and you can rem- you can keep your concern, but then you've let go of the worry component. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, you know, th- this is something that that you can do. It's never going to hurt you, right? Right. You're not. You're never going to. You're never going to be able to to do yourself damage by doing a technique like this. Right. And yeah. once you practice it, then it slowly becomes a part of you, to where it works quicker and quicker. Okay. So practice works. Yes, that, that's very important. And uh, I've worked. We've actually done research. Uh, we've done two um, research studies at uh, colleges, one in Canada and one in the U.S., on exam anxiety. Uh-huh. And people are able to reduce their anxiety, and they can tap their feet while they're taking the exam. And if right. they've practiced it, then they don't have to go through the whole ritual, you know, the whole routine, the tapping alone will reduce their anxiety. Mm-hmm. We have some folks in our, our chat room today, too, who went through that experience with us, and we have a, a comment. That was pretty cool, and um, this is Eleanor, and she says, I also went from an 8 to a 5. So, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty neat. And if people are interested in more, I have um, apps now for anxiety, for pain, and uh, gradually I'll be putting up more apps on the site. It's on twrappapp.com. Okay, tell us tell us that again. Um, E-W-R, E-W-R and then app. H-A-P or? Just A-P-P as an app, you know, for your um, mobile there's phone. An there's an app for that, Okay. TWRAP.com. Okay. So so we would just go to our Google search for that? Uh right. Okay. All right. And that and that explains how to do that technique, does it? Or And um there's a, there's a book available there on uh dealing with pains of all sorts. And if there are links if people want me to uh, help them get started with this, uh, or if they run into blocks, because sometimes if people have severe uh, trauma, for instance, there may be a part of them reluctant to let go of the trauma because their trauma response, which includes being really uh, vigilant, um, may get in the way of letting go of the memories and I can help people to sort that out. Okay. <clears throat> so as they, see, as they can see, I can help them over the phone or over Skype. Mm-hmm. And there are links at the twrapp.com site uh, to connect with me if they want. Okay. So, so this this is something simple. This is something anyone could do. Um, why do you think it works so well, um, and why are we why are we not embracing this? Why doesn't everyone know about this? So, um, you know, my question is twofold: Why does it work so well, and and why don't we all know about it? 
Uh, let me answer the second one first. Um, it took me many years to get over my indoctrinations in using medicines to chase away problems. And it was only when my best teachers would tell me, well, yes, the medicine's working for my anxiety or depression or my pain, but the side effects are really annoying. I'm drowsy or uh, I've lost some of my coordination or I'm putting on weight. And, um, you know, I realized that really we weren't getting to the roots of problems that way. And why this works so quickly, the honest answer is no one has a definitive answer. But after years of doing this, my understanding is that we bury our hurts, our fears, our traumas in the right hemisphere of our brain, which is the feeling side of our brain. Mm -hmm. And the feeling side is often unconscious of what's in there. And that's a big help to us because many people wouldn't be able to function if they were constantly staring at all the problems they've had, all the traumas, the hurts, the fears, the abuse, whatever. The left brain hemisphere is more conscious, it's more logical, it's more reasoning. And the left brain says, I'd really rather not know about this. And the right brain says, okay, you know, I'll just keep it hidden. Right. Now, we learn to do this in childhood when we don't have other resources, we don't understand how to deal with stress. And it's a big help not to have to be faced all the time with what makes us feel bad. The, the downside to that is that it becomes our default. And so we go through life burying whatever bothers us. And pretty soon we're carrying around tons of garbage in there that we could let go of because it's well, you know, downstream from where we experienced the problem. But um, our habit is to bury it. So if we focus on it and if we say, as we're tapping right and left, even though I feel, and you connect with the feelings, when I think about or when I remember, and you connect with what it is that's the issue, and then you say something really positive, like I love and accept myself wholly and completely, or you use any other positive statement. The positive neutralizes the negative. So you're getting the right and the left brain to look at what it is and to stop pretending it's not there, and then it can release. Okay. Well, uh, Dr. Benar, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll, we'll talk about the simplicity of this method and why it works so well. Okay. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 
8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S., 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. Lynn Wadham with me is my guest, Dr. Daniel Benoit. Um, Dr. Benoit, um, we have a question in the chat room, and we'll just go to that before we uh, before we go on here. Um, is burying is burying the same as avoiding feeling it? When you were talking about, um, you know, that we have these unconscious things that we have buried. Um, I guess burying does make us avoid feeling it. But the question was, is burying the same as avoiding um, feeling it? That's a really good question. Burying it is probably the most thorough way that we can avoid dealing with it because it's uh, then disappeared from our conscious mind. Some people will just fret about something and they'll go on chewing on it and um, you know, uh, asking, can I do this? Can I do that? What if I hadn't done that? You know, what if it had been different and so on? Uh, other ways that people can deal with it is to drink or use drugs. Uh, other ways, uh, say bullies who got, uh, bullied themselves will then take out their frustrations on others. So they pass it along. And they feel a little bit stronger because they've found someone that they could bully. And so they get over feeling bad for someone stronger bullying them. So there are many ways that we can deal with stuff. But burying it is one of the most thorough ways we can let go of it. However, we're just letting go of it with our conscious mind. Our unconscious mind is still faced with dealing with it. Okay, right, right, and and so it's um, because it's still there. It's manifesting itself in these other ways. Am I correct yeah. on that? Yes, exactly. Okay, um, so the method works. Does it have something to? We're working with two parts of our brain. Does it have something to do with? You know, the tapping is both sides. Um. When we tap on each side, we're actually giving a little tap to our consciousness. So if we tap on the right side of the body, we're giving a little uh, alert to the left side of the brain that something's going on. And then we tap on the left side of the body, and that gives the right side of the brain a wake-up call. And so if we keep doing that, we're getting both sides of the brain into an alert mode while we focus on what we're talking about, thinking about, remembering, 
connecting to the feelings and so on. Wonderful. It's very fascinating. We're we're, yes. uh, we're very complicated creatures, aren't we? <laughs> well, it's even more complicated, Lynn, because um, I've talked about body and emotions and mind, but we also have relationships with other people, which often are complicated and can result in all sorts of uh, feelings or distress or hurt. We also have relationships with the environment where we are doing pretty nasty things to the environment and actually we're doing nasty things to ourselves because the pollution is coming back, you know, to bite us in the behind. We also have spirit as a part of our life. And all of these levels can be addressed with this method. Okay. It's it's a matter of focusing your mind on which layer you'd like to to work on. Right. One of the things that occurs to me is um, that... You know, one of the messages I think is always look for an answer to the questions, to the prop, to the concerns, to the problems, to the you know health challenges. Um, always look for an answer. I mean, sometimes I think people are given the message, well, you're just going to have to live with you know with whatever it is you're dealing with. And I think part of the message is um, to continue to look for different ways that. Um, that can improve your situation. Uh, again, Lynn, you're really wise. Uh, how much time do we have? <laughs> well, we've um, if we can uh, we can skip the last break, and that would give us uh, you know a few minutes right to the top of the hour. Okay, uh, let me tell you quickly the story of a woman who wrote an article uh, in the journal of which I'm the editor, the International Journal of healing and caring. Uh, this woman um, suffered suffered from scleroderma. I better and, tell us what that is. Yes, uh, that's where the der- the dermis, the skin, sclerosis. It becomes very thick and very inflexible. Okay. Um, in advanced stage, stages, people can't bend their joints because the skin is so stiff. And this woman, who, by the way, was also named Lynn, had um, scleroderma for several years, and it progressed to the point that her arms and her hands were pretty stiff, and it was a tremendous effort for her to walk even across the room. It was an effort. And she went to the doctor and he said, um, you know, you you really uh, are getting to a bad place because it's starting also to affect your swallowing. And that oh means my. that it's going to your um, inner organs as well, not just your skin. And... I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, but you don't have long to live, and um, you, you know you really need to uh, make your peace with that. And if you have any thought of traveling, you know, 
if you want to go to the South Pole, go, you know, now, because in, in a very few months, you won't be able to. Well, she came away from that doctor thinking, you are a dummy. Uh, I'm being polite. She used more urgent language. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, the South Pole is the last place I think of going because cold makes this worse. Right. And she went on the Internet, and she found that some women had developed this after getting silicone breast implants. And she had her implants removed, and indeed it improved, but only a little bit. And then she went on the Internet some more and found that Lyme's disease was often associated with it. Right. She had herself tested, and it was quite a challenge for the doctor to get a blood sample through her thick skin, but her her, uh, antibody levels came back way high. And the doctor gave her a prescription, and she looked at it, and she said, I, you know, I've been doing research, and with my kind of condition, this isn't a high enough dose or a long enough dose. Right. The doctor looked at her, and he said, my dear, when you go to medical school, then you'll tell me what's high enough and long enough. Mm. So she went back on the Internet, and she found she could get the medication from Mexico, <laughs> and she dosed herself high enough and long enough, and she was about 50% better. And wow. then she did more research, and she found that worry and stress also played a part in it. And she went to EFT, which is one of the components of uh, TWR. Mm-hmm. And with EFT, she cured herself almost completely. And she shares in this article, uh, and it's uh, in the journal, the International Journal of Healing and Caring, is an open access journal. Anyone can can read it. She shares pictures of her where her skin was really thick and stiff, and what bothered the most was she wasn't able to smile. Aww. And after a few months of using the uh, EFD, uh, she has a picture of herself after a two-mile hike on the top of a mountain on a sunny day with her arms outstretched, you know, up in celebration and smiling, and her face is completely normal. You know, she she doesn't have that stiff, mask-like face. Mm-hmm. And so um, when, you, when you ask, you know, how can these things work, we don't understand fully how the mind can may make the body have these problems and how the mind can clear the problems. We have, you know, some beginning ideas that it can influence the immune system. It can influence the stress hormones. And there are probably many other ways that the mind and the body interact that we still haven't understood, but that doesn't stop us from using the mind and clearing the emotions, and I think the emotions are often neglected in the research that's done. I think the emotions are often the culprits that get us all tied up in knots emotionally, and then our body 
body gets tied up in various ways. Right. Yes, there's so many points in that story that you told. Um, You know, first of all, the doctor could have easily um, Googled as well. If the doctor was taking time to to really care about his patient, he could he could have done a little bit of googling and found out that there were some different things going on with that condition too, right? Well, the, the Lyme disease and the breast Im- implants, and you know it it just it speaks to that. Certainly, um, the fact that she never gave up trying to figure this out, right? She hit a dead end. She she looked further. She hit a dead end. She looked further. So. Um, and and that attitude of doctors, I I think many of us have have run into that attitude um, of the medical doctor um, that they don't like uh, they don't like a patient coming in with all their research done. Doctors often uh, have scheduled only ten minutes for doing something to help a person. They simply wouldn't take the time to go on the internet. So um, we're we're really in a in a bad situation now. Yeah, I would agree. But also, um, the doctors in medical school are still taught very little about the emotions and the, how the mind can influence the body. Even though hypnotherapy has been around for about two hundred years. Uh, it has not been integrated very well into medicine. And other techniques, such as uh, TWR, being being much newer, is going to take a while until it's more accepted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I give well, you a lot of... In the meantime, of... as, people, um, as people try it and have results... Um, you know that's that's the um, you know that's the beauty of it. It's it's out there and people can find it and and use it regardless of of whether the medical community is going to accept it or not. Well, this is something that you are using as self healing, and so far they haven't you know passed a law that you're not allowed to help yourself. <laughs> Although there are there are horrendous you know cases like uh, there's a man who has been brought to court and threatened with jail for collecting his own rainwater. Oh dear! Oh my! There are people who have been stopped from uh, raising their own organic food. Uh, on what basis? Um, the uh, local authorities passed a law that you're not allowed to. Under what pressure? Well, the local agriculture business or Monsanto or someone is not happy that people are growing their own food, and so they influence the politicians to pass laws that are really pretty, you know, anti-self-help. Right. And yeah, and um, you know, I really think the the answer to to it is we've got to be 
the real answer to our health is that we've got to be making use of some of these smaller patches and get back to producing things ourselves. Um, you know, there, there's been recalls on stuff that I never knew could be bad, you know, yeah. recently. Um, you know, we, we just, we really can't trust everything that we're getting, and, and um, we have to get back to some simpler times, I think, where we, uh, you know, we're getting a little off topic with the, uh, uh, this is a whole other show, I guess, of <laughs> what we've touched on here. But, but it is, it's one of my pet peeves as well, is that uh, we do need to get back to controlling a little bit, uh, a little bit more. Um, yeah, and we're going to have to be careful uh, and, and watch around us on uh, laws and, and, uh, and what we're allowed to do. Um, so, Dr. Benor, is TWR the only way you help people? Um, this is the self-help part of it. Um, many times people come in and they'll tell me, say they're um, wanting to diet, and there's a part of them that wants to diet, but there's a part of them that just reaches out for the sweets or the salt, salty or whatever cravings they have. Um, as an example, uh, and I help them to figure out what's underneath those symptoms. Many times the answers come from earlier in their life where they experience some trauma or some deep disappointment or uh, neglect or mistreatment as they were growing up. <clears throat> and then we, we, we can use these techniques on the deeper stuff, but a big part of my work when um, people have more difficult challenges is to be a detective. And I've gotten pretty good over the 50 years of my practice and my training at being a detective to find what it is that's uh, the root of the problem so that I can shorten their uh, path to recovery from from whatever it is that uh, has been bothering them. Yeah, the, the eating, and that's certainly something that I can relate to. I start out every morning very healthy in the morning, and by, uh, you know, I go from, you know, hemp hearts and, hemp hearts and seeds and berries in the morning to, uh, you know, chips by <laughs> chips by uh, 9 o'clock at night sometimes. It's just my, my day goes that way. So may, maybe that's something that you and I will have to work on and, and figure, out the, uh, figure out what is my motivation for the, uh, for the salt in the evening. Uh, I, I'd, I'd be pleased, Lynn, to uh, be working with you. And you can connect through the TWR app. Dot com site. Okay. Uh, I find that give us, I'm able give to... Give us all those details again about how to learn more, um, Dr. Benor, if people missed it the first time. So on the TWR app, TWRAPP.com website, um, I give you the details of how to use the technique. And... Um, there are additional apps that you can uh, purchase there for specific problems. You can also connect with me. Um, to I call myself a symptom detective, and um, I look for the the who done it, you know, behind the symptom, like who done it to you, 
or how did you do it to yourself out of you know childhood um, misunderstandings of what the world is about because oftentimes we bury the stuff and I can help you figure out better ways to deal with whatever is behind the symptoms that you're concerned about. Wonderful. Well, thank you. Um, I, I feel like we just touched on a number of uh, a number of different subjects. So much uh, great information that you shared today, Dr. Benor. Thanks for uh, being with us today. It's a pleasure, Lynn, and uh, thank you for inviting me. Oh, that's wonderful. We'll uh, we'll have to do it again sometime. I would be pleased to do that. Okay. Um, so, for our listeners, um, please remember that you can send me an email anytime at lynn at stepright.ca. That's L-Y-N-N at stepright, S-T-E-P-R-I-G-H-T dot C-A. I'm here to help. Let's book a time for your free 30-minute telephone consultation to get you started on your path to achieving your goals and dreams. That's lynn at stepright.ca. As an independent speaker with John Maxwell team, I'd be pleased to offer my time to present to your group on one of my favorite topics or whatever your uh, group's requirements are. Um, there's the three stages of life, uh, earning, learning, and returning, or your reason, how to leave a gift in your will in six easy steps, uh, or how to keep Revenue Canada from becoming your primary beneficiary, or the new retirement, uh, which talks about the ways that retirement has changed over the years. Uh, again, send me an email at lynn at stepright.ca, that's L-Y-N-N, at stepright, S-T-E-P-R-I-G-H-T. Uh, I'd re- like to remind you to tune in next week. I'll be here. We'll have something else to share with you next week. Uh, remember, I always welcome your comments at Step Right with Lynn. Uh, I'm looking for your emails. Uh, Remember, this is Lynn Wedham. The show is Step Right with Lynn. Until next time, take the right steps to support yourself, your family, and your community. Thank you for choosing to listen to Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham will return next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, and 6 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Remember to celebrate your wealth by doing something for yourself, your family, and your community. Until next time. Being visible, being social, being heard. What desires are you ready to create? Would you like to take the next step to create?